0: Hello and welcome to the BTF podcast. It is New Year's Eve. Uh, I guess is it New Year's Eve 2020 or is it technically New Year's Eve 2021? I don't know.
1: Who knows? It has to be 2020.
0: Yeah, it must be 2020. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're here. Um, We're live on Twitch. Uh, You may also be listening on Spotify, iTunes, all other good podcast providers, or watching on uh, YouTube. Uh, If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to our channel and hit that little notification bell to make sure you get updates for when we upload new content. Uh, We have a quartet today uh, on the show. We've got Mr. Jonathan Boofy sporting a lovely new feature in the background. Tell us about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've got a little green screen for Christmas. So I was like, (laughs) any excuse to whip it out, why not? I love
0: it. I was saying it looks like you're in an Emirates snow globe. Yeah, um, wait, can, go that way? can I go that way? Is that way? That way?
1: Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, <laughs> home. <laughs> it looks lovely. It looks lovely. It is, uh, <laughs> it's,
0: it's snowing in different parts of the country right now, but unfortunately, not yet in London. Um, we're also joined by Mr. John Miller. How are you, John? Very well, thank you. How are you, Dan? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, this is our first show since Christmas, isn't it? Is that right? Since Christmas Day, we haven't actually had any sort of show, so um did everyone have a good Christmas? And I guess I'll, I'll send that question first to Greg, um, who is the last of our quartet to be introduced. Greg, did you have a good Christmas?
2: Yeah, it was all right. I mean, 2020, you've got to sort of make it what you can. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a nice one. Uh, it's worth having a sort of scaled down one this year to have better ones in the future, I suppose, is the way of looking at it. Yeah, the mad sort of tier
0: system that that's uh, come into place has, has sort of spiralled out of control over, I feel like this last couple of weeks i actually had so um lisa's had coronavirus the week before christmas and i had it over christmas and i pretty much had like the worst couple of days of it on christmas day and boxing day which is like the most 2020 thing that could possibly happen (laughs) like zero like i'm talking like lack of taste beyond belief like i was having um like a coffee like a strong like double like shot americano with baileys in it couldn't i could have been drinking water or like i I could have it was just and then obviously all the christmas dinner stuff like this year of all years it was like you know let's just make this christmas about food if nothing else and uh didn't taste any of that food so um (laughs) I had a Christmas to forget. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably put put it that way, but um yeah, like you say, on to bigger and better things. I think next year when everything's um touch wood back to some kind of um normality. Um Boofy, how was your Christmas?
1: Uh it was actually really good. So too. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry to <rub> <laughs> That's all
0: right. I'm over it now, so <laughs> I can yeah, taste things good. again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good. We had so much food just the two of us. Like, we had turkey, gammon, jerk chicken, and what else do we have? What else do we have? There's the else. Oh, pigs and blankets. So, there's, like, bare protein, bare carbohydrates. i got hella drunk. So, you know, <laughs> can't complain, <my> really.
0: I <laughs> heard you had homemade um Baileys.
1: Yeah, with the Mrs. Made, which is fucking lethal. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> whiskey in that thing. Jesus. <laughs> what was that
0: thing as well? You said a Guinness
1: punch. Is that right? Yeah, Guinness punch. Yeah, so my dad makes a Guinness yeah, was- punch again a lot of rum a lot of rare nephew in it and then a lot of guinness in it as well and just absolutely just knocks you out heads why so fucked on, yeah. on new year's new year's or christmas
0: johnny mills have you, are you uh, are you accustomed to a guinness punch
3: yeah no i am indeed i am indeed um yes it's, it's, it's the good stuff man it's the good stuff yeah it's, it's really <laughs> good stuff. um i haven't had it in a while since then. i haven't had it in about a year and um, if not longer um so, uh, yeah, man, be free. I'm just waiting for that delivery to hit <laughs> the door. 2021,
1: it's all yours. 2021. <laughs>
0: um, did you boys watch much of the football as well over the, over over Christmas? Yeah. So-so, yeah. A lot of Amazon games in the last week. Um, some surprise results, a lot of draws happening uh, in the Premier League. Um I mean, I think the only result that was kind of a landslide over the Christmas um, period was West Brom and Leeds uh, ending 5-0. But obviously, the game before that, West Brom got a draw at Anfield.
2: Um, well, which... And Manchester United 6 leads Leeds 2. It was a mental... That was the game before, wasn't it, as well? Leeds... Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So that was on... Yeah, that was the 20th. So Leeds went 6-2. Well, Le- Leeds last four games has gone five 2 six 2 one nil and then five nil. Um, but yeah, so United, yeah, United pick up. Um, well, yeah, we'll get to United in a second because obviously they've had a, they've had a very uh, good um, spell over Christmas. But yeah, so um, West Brom though, with Sam Allardyce, picks up a point at Anfield and then uh, and then gets absolutely spanked by Leeds at home, which is a very Current Premier League kind of um, sequence of of results, um, but yeah, Greg, you mentioned there Man United um,
2: title contenders again now. Oh, I fucking hope not, mate. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where they. I don't know where they've pulled this from. We were only a month ago. Well, I think three months ago, two months ago, a month ago. I think we could all have the conversation of right now. Ollie has to go. Surely this is the result. <laughs> this will be the thing that gets him second in the league with a, a game in hand don't know how they've managed to do it but i mean we were discussing earlier Cavani's now got a three match ban uh which could affect them uh but Rashford's in good form i think you know that they're a team to watch it's easy to forget that they did really well last season they went from 8th to 3rd i think they finished didn't they they got Champions League football didn't they Yes. but I mean, I don't know. I don't want to see them keeping going, but this league, anything can happen. So I can't even really tell you what's going to happen in two weeks' time, let alone what's going to happen at the end of the 60, uh, at the end of the thirty-eight games.
0: Yeah, John, what's your thoughts on uh, Man United? We know what Boothy thinks. <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah, you can't knock them, man. They've had a massive, massive resurgence. Um, you know, Rash was playing well, playing well. Um, Bruno Fernandes seems to be involved in every single goal that they score, whether he's either scoring it himself yeah. or creating or playing that pass just before. Um, I think, yeah, I think if you stop him, then uh, then you, I think you kind of stop a lot of what's good about United. Um, and, you know, you could get some draws along the way. But, yeah, I'm, I'm like Greg. like I, I, I uh, don't want to see... Um, don't want to see United doing well. I think uh, Fergie's gone now. Let them uh, flutter around the top four and below. And, uh, yeah, let, let, uh, let some other teams have a, have a go. Um, but, yeah, and he, he, I mean, Rashford's playing well. He's playing really, really well. Um, but yeah, I can't see them winning the league, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that. Like, even the, so the late goal that Rashford scored, what was the, the most recent game that they won? Um, Wolves. against yeah, Wolves. Wolves yeah it was even that was a Bruno <sighs> Fernandes assist wasn't it he just like played mm-hmm. a ball over the top that that no one else saw and um, yeah I do agree I think you know he gets an injury to Bruno a bad injury to Bruno and, and United are probably going to be in, in a bit of trouble I think going forward um, but if he stays fit I think they can knock on the door this year for the title I think they've certainly got um, as much depth in their squad as anyone else. Um you know, they got a lot a lot of players there and a lot of players that had kind of at some point have been considered the next big thing or the next big hope at United and that had kind of maybe fallen um fallen by the wayside a little bit. People like sort of Dan James, Fred, um uh what like Lindelof, Bailey, like, and Solskjaer seems to be getting kind of good value out of those guys at the moment. Um so I think you know as as we're seeing more of those players, those squad players start to play well for United, I think they will become um quite a considerable threat this year and obviously every other team is just dropping points. There's only 9 points or there's 10 points between 11th and 1st in the league after 16 games, which is absolutely mental. Um and I love it. I think it's great. I think it's one of the best Premier League seasons that we've seen um and i I hope that it continues and i I don't really want one team to run away with a title i would love a final day i'd love to be like talking on the podcast in may or whenever the last premier league games are scheduled for this year um and you know us going into like a final game week of the season not knowing who the champion champion is would be amazing Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and an Aguero, if,
2: Aguero moment. Yeah, imagine, if oh. you, imagine if
0: you had like more than two teams as well being able to win it on the last day of the season would be incredible. Yeah, that'd be epic. Um, and it, and better. Yeah, I mean they, they very rarely do it so that big teams play each other on the last day of the season. But can you imagine if it was like, oh, I don't know, like Manchester Cup final, Manchester United versus Liverpool essentially on the on the last yeah. day of the season to win the Premier League would be that would be a game that sort of dreams are made of so uh yeah i look forward to that we should do in this episode today or in this podcast um we'll make some predictions i think for um who we think are going to win certain things um next year obviously it's a big year for sport with um the euros the olympics um i think there's a rider cup in golf there's some big boxing matches on um maybe that's something that we can make some predictions for first because um, you three uh, that join me here are all um, boxing fans or fighting fans in uh, <clears throat> in some regards. Let's let's do our predictions for first up um, the Mayweather and Logan Paul um, fight. Is that a is that a first round knockout or is it um, what's happening there, John? You're making some faces. Dro- drop predictions. Art.
2: Yeah. <laughs> predictions well
0: predictions we know what the result's going to be so yeah, predict, predict the outcome of the actual, how does the fight play out
3: I, th- I, I think uh, Mayweather's he'll carry him for a, wh- for a while um, you know he'll carry him for a while jab him up um, hit and not get hit prove too elusive and then at some point I think he'll, I think he'll probably end up quitting on his stool he'll probably be like no 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 I'm not going <laughs> to up for the round and I'll, I'm guessing that's probably going to be like round like five I don't know I don't know if it's exhibition how many rounds it is um, I don't know that too. But if it's a 12 round fight, then yeah, I can't see it going more than five or six. And him just saying, look, I, I ain't coming out no more. I'm, I'm just getting mashed up there. That's not predicting
0: Boothy or Greg, you want to come in? Go on, Booth.
1: Yeah, and I, I feel like, first of all, it's a waste of time. We all know it's just for the money, let's be honest. It's for the money and publicity, it's nothing else. It's not about boxing. So I feel like Mayweather's, like John said, just go toy with him, muck around. Because let's be honest, we all know that Mayweather's a better fighter. And we know Liverpool's doing still there for the clout. So he's going to muck around with him, keep the rounds ticking over, get the advertising going in between the rounds, you know, just think about the money and then boom. I think, I think he'll lay one punch and just knock him out. And that'll be it, really. About, what, six, seven rounds in, if that. But I don't, I don't really care about the fight. It's a waste of time, if I'm being honest. Yeah.
2: It's, I th- yeah, yeah, you yeah you go, go on, go. Dan. Go on. No, 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 you go, Greg. I think uh, it's a bold statement. I think Logan Paul's already won. To be quite frank, I think the fact that he's managed to get this fight, get Mayweather's top top boxer, from my limited understanding, uh, to, to be able to get into a ring with him, I think he's already won. It's lose lose for Mayweather, really. And I do think that anything can happen with that. Logan Paul's a big bloke. He's a, he's I think six like two, about two hundred pounds, heavy punches. Uh, Mayweather, correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't really box you. He he lures you in and then counters. Is that right? Is he's a little bit more technical than just going out and hitting the shit out of you. He's not a knockout artist.
3: Yeah, he got an injury on his hand a few years ago. Well, longer than a few years ago. And since then, yeah, he's kind of more of a, he almost boxes almost like Olympic style. Like, you know, just kind of for points
2: really. Right, Yeah, Yeah. right. So I think any I think my prediction for that fight is anything can happen because anything can happen. But I don't think that uh, I, I think Mayweather will play for points and it will probably go to it will probably be end up being a fucking draw again from the like the last exhibition. <laughs> let's be real, but I think anything can happen. And I, honestly, I, I'm Team YouTube for that fight, whether it's Logan Paul or not. Team, if he wins that, I'm getting up on this table and dancing. Can you imagine? <laughs>
3: so
0: it's six rounds, six
3: three minute six rounds. rounds. Yeah. That I think that could go all the way and Mayweather just win on a massively wide points decision.
0: Yeah. Um I mean I, I think no matter what happens, I think the loser is is boxing and actual boxing fans and the sport of boxing. And like you say, the winner is is Logan Paul and and YouTubers and, and sort of minor celebrities um who can now get these fights and are actually you know technically what you know it's worth I know Mayweather obviously wins as well because he makes a lot of money out of it and yeah that that's probably his his kind of main motivation there is is just you know this is an an easy way to make a hundred million or whatever he's going to make out of it um but we will like people will watch it and everyone's gonna be talking about it. It's not gonna go under the radar. It's not gonna be like, Oh, that fight happened. Did you hear about the fight last weekend? Oh what what fight was it? It's gonna be all over the news fucking everywhere and all over the internet and front page of Reddit for days and all over like what, like Lad Bible, all of those content creation places. It will just lap this up. And I think um No matter how much we kind of like roll our eyes at it and and say, oh, what a joke of a fight and stuff, people are still going to be interested come, what is it, February? When's the actual fight? I
2: think, yeah, end of February. Yeah. Middle of February.
0: Especially like in this time where there's not going to be a hell of a lot else going on. um, I think people are just going to get more and more into it as as I think as the time approaches and then you're going to get the people going, oh, what if... What if Logan can win it? What if Logan can win it? And as long as as long as you've ever got that mm. angle with any kind of fight, I feel like that sells a fight with like just people going, but I think he might actually be able to win it. And I, I don't think, f- you know, the truth the truth is he's not there's no way like Mayweather's what, the best probably the best boxer of the last twenty years. Like undefeated, fifty and 0, whatever, like, you know, He's not gonna beat him, but as long as people can can th- believe in some way that oh, maybe this guy can just come up and one punch um the greatest boxer of all time. <laughs> I mean, if, I think it helps that is not particularly likable mm. yeah, personality. Like yeah. as a as a character, it helps a lot because obviously Logan Paul's not very not traditionally been hugely likable either. But if if Mayweather was like I feel like if it was maybe like Manny Pacquiao versus um versus Logan Paul like people would be like oh yeah like they wouldn't be as interested because Manny Pacquiao generally I don't know his political views in, in the Philippines and stuff but generally like he's been quite a friendly character and stuff and whereas Mayweather's like been known as a bad boy for a few years and um there'll be that there'll be that angle but um john tell us about some some real fights that are happening next year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um
3: well you got the big one you might as well start at the top really that's the main one we ain't we're not we're not a boxing podcast so we'll just start with the uh, with the main one which is uh well that's if it happens uh fury joshua um you know that's it's all that's been spoken about now that Usyk's talking about maybe taking some step aside money um and fighting maybe someone else. Um, Josh was saying, I'll be willing to drop the belt, and then if I win, then come back around and get it. Um, which before, those conversations weren't being had. It was like, no, you've got this mandatory. Tyson Fury's got Wilder. That's just it. That, that, that fight's not going to happen. But um, it seems it seems as like, you know, people are willing to, to do it. At Fury's been on Jonathan Ross. I don't know if anyone's seen a few <laughs> that but um he's been on jonathan ross and um talking about it as if it's the next fight so yes i'm talking about it like it is the next fight in 2021 and i'm hoping that it is um but um obviously it's not signed sealed and delivered yet um and, and in terms of a prediction for that if it does happen i cannot call it i think fury's maybe the slight favorite because he's five years he's not five years older in in age there's only like two years between them but he's five years older in experience mm-hmm. um and he's a fight. he's a fighting he's a fighting man he's a fighting man he's a fighting man. <laughs> he's, You know, he's born fighting where aj was you know a road man kicking ball and messing about and then decided to take up some boxing when he was 18. um so you know if you're putting a bit on you, you you'd really put your money on fury but i think josh has got a lot of power and um you know, if he can if he can lure Fury into a trap and hit him with some power shots, Fury has been known to go down on several occasions. I think maybe the young, the younger, fresher, powerful guy who's done got less miles on the clock, done less damage to his body, might might just get it. Booth, um, if
1: I'm being honest, I, I want AJ to win the fight. I would love him to win the fight. But I feel like Fury does have the edge over him. Like John said, he's come from a, a fighting background from a young age. You know, those gypsies are like scrapping as soon as they're born, really. So, you know, he's got a, little, he's got a heart, he's got a determination to win it. But I feel like for me, because I, I grew up like kind of near where Joshua grew up as well. So for me, I've got to back the boy. And hopefully he could come through whenever the fight does happen.
2: Greg? I I don't... <laughs> It's a, I think it's a cynical approach from me, uh, uh, as usual, but I don't think that fight happens without filling Wembley, without filling stadium in mm. Saudi, wherever. So I think we're going to be waiting a lot longer than we hope for for that fight. Uh, I would love to see Tyson Fury win that, to be honest. Joshua sort of he bores me a little bit, which is a little bit of a shame to say. But anytime I see him interviewed, it's just really like media trained. Very like, he says the right thing. Very polished, and it, but tight a character. Loves, there's not enough character in sport in these days. I fucking sound old, but he's got real character. What the thing I sent you in the group chat straight after Joshua uh for um, uh, what what's the the le- latest fight? What was Pulev. that? Who did you fight? Pulev. Yeah, yeah, that's one, and. The interviewer asked Joshua if you've right is the next fight Fury he was like, if I have to I'll fight him. If I have to, if I have to Tyson Fury straight away was like he's a big bum dosser. He wants to f- I want to fight him. He's shitting his pants. I love that. I want him to win. It'd be fucking brilliant. But I don't think that happens without Eddie Hearn absolutely knowing that AJ stands a real chance. And if Eddie Hearn can't fill a stadium,
0: so is um, is I obviously know Eddie Hearn represents AJ um mm-hmm. does frank warren represent Fury yes and no. does he represent yes and himself no. he, or something
3: no he's he's with top rank so he signed a 100 a million pound deal or something with top right. rank which is bob arum but i think it's more of like a co-promotional deal he was he he hasn't left um frank warren and queensbury but he signed a signed a deal so like you, you see interviews with uh um Eddie Hearn and when he talks about the people negotiations, he doesn't even mention Frank. He he just mentions Bob Aaron and MTK Global. Um so he doesn't he doesn't actually mention him at all and he's he's come out and said we don't need Frank to do this deal. So I thought it's a bit of a weird one. Um he's kind of got two or three sort of representatives and Frank's kind of the lesser one. Um, okay. And and he he'll probably get some kickback. Um but I don't think he's he, he's got a real say, say in it um, sort of thing. Um, but just touching on what Greg said, I think I hear this quite a lot. I just think people see the wrong interviews. I think if you watch any of Andy Joshua's interviews with like Coogan Cassius on IFL, I think that's when you see the real Joshua, when he is spiteful. He does say things that are a little bit close to the edge. Um, I think if you see a Sky interview, you've seen somebody that, I've signed a big deal with Sky. I'm not trying to mess it up and say gays shouldn't maybe be married or anything crazy like Tyson Fury does. I'm trying to just I'm trying to keep keep this check, um, trying to secure the bag. Um, so <laughs> that's that's why that's why it is. That's what when people say it, it's like, what do you want him to do? What, do you mm. want him to like get kicked off of his Sky deal? When you watch IFL TV or anything like that, you see that he he, he does say things, and with the whole thing about him not saying it i'm i agree a little bit i wish he did but i understand why he didn't because last year he was like yeah i want wilder yeah i want fury it didn't happen they went off and fought each other and he ended up getting beaten by Andy reese so he probably kind of in he probably got a percentage of his brain that blames them for it because he made it he made it all about them He he said look come and find me i've got these dates lined up here we go if you want this smoke come and get it They both was like, no, we don't need you, Joshua. We're going to go fight each other. I'm lineal. I'm don't. i already the champ. I don't need this. Wilder was turning down a lifetime money, you know, to to fight him. Went off and fought Wilder. And then he was now scrambling around. And then the Jarrell Miller thing happened. And then he's scrambling around. Ended up fighting Andrew Ruiz, who looked like someone that just fell out of a nightclub. Got beat. And then he's probably in his head thinking, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not... Calling. I'm not giving anyone any airtime unless they've signed, and that's those are the things he's saying on on ITV. When he was questioned after it, the follow-up, why didn't you say something? Tyson Fury's come out, and you have got to remember, Kluge Cassius is more leaning towards Tyson. He's friends with Tyson Fury and the Furies more than he is Joshua. So he's come out and he's saying, why why, aren't you, why why aren't you calling him out? And he's like, because when I do call these guys out, they don't they don't nothing happens. So I'm just gonna if it's the next fight, yeah, cool. Then once it's signed. Then I'll make some noise, and we can get this thing going. But for now, I'm not giving anyone any airtime because I'm the cash cow. Me and Canelo are the cash cows yeah. out here. Ev- and no one else is on my level of money, so I ain't giving them any get any any airtime for them to just go off and fight. <laughs> oh, the next guy, in. you know,
0: something. Oh, right. yeah. In half fill half a stadium. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. You're yeah, back. You're, you're back. back. Um, yeah. You yeah. mentioned,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I get that point. I get that point.
0: You mentioned Canelo. Um, are we likely to see Canelo GGG round three next year?
3: Yeah, it's probably the biggest fight for Canelo. I mean, he just made mincemeat of Callum Smith, who I yeah. actually rate. He was the recognized Ring Magazine number one super middleweight. Mm-hmm. And Canelo just, you know, some contaminated meat built himself <laughs> up a bit his net looked like a big piece of ham and he just absolutely smashed him up um i watched high i watched that i didn't watch it live because of the timing so i, I watched there was a, a good one and on, found a good one on youtube and yeah i was massively disappointed um with callum smith but um i think it depends with canelo he's kind of this super champion isn't he he can yeah. kind of do what he wants um but that is probably the biggest fight for him. I don't think anyone else thinks that anyone else can beat him. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, let's talk about Billy Joe Saunders. Um, but he doesn't live the life. Like He's it's a bit like Tyson Fury. Like I think they're both super, super talented. But they just don't, they don't live the life. And I just think when you're fighting someone like Canelo, who does, lives in the gym, he's kind of got that Mayweather approach. Yeah. I think he'll just catch up to Billy Joe Saunders at some point and just mash him up. Um, So it's either that one. It's it's, it's Billy Joe Saunders or... Jake
0: Paul. uh, (laughs) Or Jake (laughs) Paul or
3: GGG. I think those guys, I think that's it. uh,
0: Fair enough. Um, I wonder if we'll see any um, boxers emerge from the the Tokyo Olympics. I mean, that's got to be a big setback, hasn't it? If you're particularly a, a boxer and you've prepared everything for 2020 and conditioned yourself to be going to the Olympics in 2020. And then suddenly you've got, you know, we're going to push this back by a year. Um, that can mean a lot, can't it, in terms of, you know, there might be, well, for starters, you might not want to stay as an amateur for a whole another year. Um, maybe if you're a boxer going to the Olympics, but then also in terms of your development, um, it might it might be good for you it might mean that you get another year to develop and get get stronger get physically better um, but then there'll probably be a few athletes in there as well that are, that maybe didn't have a year left in the locker to uh to sort of um sit around on on the shelf so um it'll be interesting to see if we do get any um any kind of gold medals um from that john you don't know i haven't heard anything of any sort of uh British boxers that were tipped to do well at the Olympics, putting you on the spot a bit.
3: Uh, no, yeah, you put me yeah. on the spot there. No, no, I haven't, I haven't really. Uh, I, I, and if I have, I just can't remember them um, off the top of my head now. Just listening to boxing channels and yeah, yeah, that um, Yeah, not not really. But um, now you mention it, I'll definitely keep a keen eye so the next time you. Do ask, we? I'll, uh, I'll be ready.
0: Yeah. Do we? Do we? Do we assume that the Olympics is still going to be going ahead this year? <sighs> The way things are going at the moment.
2: How is it in Japan? How are things going in Japan? That's I haven't the real heard a space, lot of you know.
0: news coverage about Japan and, and, and COVID. Um, let's do a quick Google search. Well, yeah, their cases have been going up just like ours.
2: Surely, like, what, when, when it's normally June to July? Is that right? July to August or something? Uh, Olympics so is time, August. Yeah. August. Yeah. But surely that's nine months away, isn't it? A you, yes, we need we need to start hearing whispers about if it's on or not around like the next couple of months. Yeah, really for for training camps to, to get planned, yeah. get started because uh, with any fighting, you sort of need to be like a, a coiled spring. Really, you need to be training and then be ready to at, be out there. You can't train for really like a, a year and then keep going at the same pace. It just doesn't work yeah. like that, really. So yeah, we should be hearing in the next month or so, surely. I mean, if not, we can probably all assume that it's just not going to happen. Yeah, how do you cancel an Olympics though? So that's there's a
0: hell of a lot of like ten years planning, isn't it, goes into one of those. So, I th- I I would think that we. I mean, the only thing is, I think it was too late in the day this year, like in twenty twenty, to get the to get it on because it was like everything was new. Um, it, it all started. I th- I think that we'll end up seeing an 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 Olympics played out behind closed doors most likely and just everyone would be just like vaccinated, tested within an inch of their life Um, that is actually like taking part in the games themselves Um, I mean you know if 2020 has been a, a pretty bad one of the worst years ever. <laughs> Pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> very an understatement. Um, Inconvenient. Twenty twenty one. You know, in terms of let's like, talk in terms of sports here, but twenty twenty one is set to be one of the best years in terms of sports. Just with an Olympic summer plus a, a, a Euro summer, and then following into another full year of sport that concludes with a World Cup at Christmas um you know the next the next two years the next 24 months is set to be pretty good if you like sport um that that's i would say that's kind of undeniable um at this point but um let's go back to football and and talk about our sort of predictions for next year who let's put the premier league um on the table here who's who's gonna win the premier league i know i think one of them greg maybe said at the start of the show you can't predict this year but I want solid predictions. I want names. I want uh top goal scorer um <laughs> and I want maybe I want a, a number put next to the name Arsenal as to where they're going to finish in the league as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> all, all three. <laughs> yeah, all three, yeah. Um but yeah, who's who's going to win the league? Is it going to be is anyone saying that Liverpool are not going to retain the
2: title this year? I'll put a case out for why. I think that you could argue a bit of that spark from last season has gone in that every game is a cup final because we've seen them draw against Fulham, West Brom and uh, Newcastle last night. And those are games that Liverpool are more than capable of winning, uh, but they dropped those silly points. And uh, you made the point earlier, everyone is dropping points but for mm. Liverpool to have maintained that championship status, they're making it harder for themselves. That's mm. my opinion. To cut that off, though, it's hard for me to say, <laughs> but I do think that if anyone's going to win the league this year, I think Liverpool are in the best position team-wise. I think you've seen a lot of teams going through a bit of a, 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 a rebranding phase and a rebuild but Liverpool look the most. I mean, if you look at the injuries that they've had; they've still been fielding brilliant players and winning. You know, mm. apart from the couple of draws I've just mentioned. But I think of this season, if there's anyone that can steer the way through the rubble, it's going to be Liverpool. Yeah,
0: you have to. I, you have to think as well. Like, without that the Van Dijk injury, surely they would just walk, walk the Premier League again this year.
2: Not looking like it. They're making it they're making it harder for themselves. But with without
0: without the Van Dyke injury. So oh, if, sorry, if Van Dyke yeah. doesn't get injured. Yeah. yeah. They you know, they're they're still top of the league now at New Year. Um and I know they've not really been they've not had too many issues at the back, to be fair. Like I think Fabinho and Matip when they've played together have looked really good. That Nat Phillips looked okay
2: yesterday, he made a pretty dodgy tackle at one point, but they look more gettable, I think. Yeah, teams are realizing they're more gettable, and I think Van Dyke brings a certain mentality to that starting 11 when you're on the pitch. Yeah. At any point last season, if Liverpool went one nil down, you could look at them and go, Yeah, still gonna win this. This season, if Liverpool go one nil down at any point or anything like that, you could make a case of, Oh, hang on. And I think that is a little bit of what Van Dyke brought. You might mean you saw the social media posts. <laughs> when Van Dyke <Dijk> died, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, hundred percent. Like, he, is, I mean, what? Yeah, what's your thoughts, uh, Buffy and John?
1: Um, I, I think this Liverpool to lose. You know, I think we've seen that they've gone uh, through this injury phase and they've handled it quite well. The youngsters, Curtis Jones, uh, Phillips have stepped up, so. I feel like it's going to be dead out to lose. And if I'm being honest, no one else has really put in like a solid string of performances that like from the start to now. They're the only team that actually looked half decent. You've got United, who've done well this Christmas period. You've had Leicester, who started had like a good autumn period. Chelsea are hit and miss. Tottenham hit and miss. So, and City are a bit cold at the moment as well, even without getting results. So I feel like it would be Liverpool to lose. But I feel like another big injury to them in the front line may be detrimental. Because that's, that's the only uh, place of pitch where they haven't been affected that much of injury. Mm. front three. So I feel like as long as they stay, the front three stay fit, they should be okay to win the title. The
0: thing is, it, is, J- uh, is it Jota? I Jota, know. yeah. Yeah, he's, is he injured?
2: He must be injured. Yeah, he injured. He's yeah. injured,
1: but then it's not one of the big three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they've also had, had them all year, so... I like can job. I
2: just can I just throw another thing out there, just talking about the mentality side of it as well? I've heard a few, I don't know if you guys have heard at all, about Salah and this contract discussion that's going on. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's been a bit of a chat of either he gets a contract ex- extension or he's going to leave. And I think that Jürgen Klopp's uh, sort of the way that he's managing that team is keeping a, a happy, a positive uh, vibe in the dressing room. Uh, any Liverpool fan can and I'm sure Tom will, if I've got this wrong, let me know if I'm wrong. But I think that if there's not even just an injury, if there's an upset of like a Salah saying, okay, in summer, I want to move on, that could cause a little bit of a a rift, an upset or something to to affect that mentality that they're all riding on at the moment. Mm. I just wanted to add that in as well. Yeah, because they haven't had any of that since
0: Coutinho, have they? Coutinho was probably the last player that kind of forced an exit from Liverpool and, and, and it had become quite a common thing I think at Liverpool throughout like the the two thousands and l- late nineties, two thousands of players going elsewhere because Liverpool wasn't maybe the top team to be at, whereas actually they are now Ooh. arguably the the best team that you could be at. Um but yeah it would be interesting to see what happened. I mean where 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 does Salah go if he if he doesn't play for Liverpool? Real Madrid?
2: Maybe Barcelona, maybe I don't know what he's doing. What his is he, 28 29? That's the thing, isn't it? This next contract, if he signs one, would probably tie him to Liverpool until he retires. So it'd yeah. be a big, big paycheck, wouldn't it? But I don't know, it'd be interesting to keep an eye on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, other title contenders then we've already talked about Man United. Um, does Pep, you know, is Pep Guardiola going to be quite surprised to find himself only kind of what is he, three points off the top of the league as well. I think if they win their their games in hand, um pretty poor start to the season for, by city standards in terms of 16 games in, I think they've got what 27 points is it? I'll double check. Um but yeah, does the city stand a chance of winning the league, John Miller? Um
3: I think they do. Um I I, I think they, they got a chance just all of the things that have been said, injuries if there's any destabilisation at Liverpool, um, they've got a chance. I think that you, the table, the table doesn't show it because of their position, but points they're only, you know, they're not far off. They're what um, they
0: have got two games like in hand nine? on Liverpool. So if yeah. they win their two games in hand, they would be a point behind Liverpool.
3: Exactly. So it's a it's it's a, it's a tricky one. Um, I think they do. I just think they've got to, the problem with them is they they've got to find some form with their front line, you know, um, although Liverpool are not playing and there's a little sparkle that's gone, they're not playing like they were last season. They are getting the goals. What is it, Salah? What has he got, like 13 or something? Like, you know, um, they are getting the goals, they're getting the penalties, they're grinding up the results. Um, they've only lost once. Yes, if it's either a draw or more, often than not, they win. Um, with City, they're just picking up draws, a lot, a, a lot of draws. And um, they're I don't know, like, Sterling hasn't really been doing it for them. He usually comes in and does a few bits if Aguero's not firing. Um, Jesus, I think, I think he, if it was at Arsenal, I'd be like, hey, you know, he's one of the best players. But for City, nah, I think he's been a flop. Um, I think he's been a bit of a flop. Um, you know, he whenever he's had his chance, when Aguero's been there, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of got that Andy Cole ratio going on mm. um, where he just needs a lot more chances to score the goals. Um, and it means the difference between them winning or losing. So to, to, to follow the, the the pattern of what you said, I think Liverpool are going to win the league. I just can't, not because they're outstanding. I just I'm just looking at United, Leicester, Everton, you know Chelsea, Tottenham City, and I just don't see consistency throughout the season enough from those teams to take it away from Liverpool and to really take it away from them top goal scorer I think it'll be Salah he's in the league at the moment he's on penalties unless he gets injured or there is an issue I don't think there will be an issue I just think he wants big bucks because like we said it is a big it's going to tie him down for the next you know five years probably um, and after that he's not he's not going to he's not going to get another big contract he'll probably play somewhere but it won't be it won't be, mm. a big, it won't be amazing um, and I just think he wants them big He wants them big Urzel bucks. Um, And so I I think once that's sorted and he gets what he wants, he'll, you know, that'll be fine. I think he'll get the golden boot. And you said he wanted a number next to to Arsenal. Um, I'm going to go fifth. I think they're going to turn it around and climb the table. And I think uh, they're going to finish fifth. Who Who do they replace then? Who do they finish above? (laughs) I don't know. That's me hoping. That's me hoping. (laughs) Jesus. I'm hoping. I just think they're not that. It's not as. It's positionally, it's bad. Points wise, it's not that bad, and they've got a good run at the moment. This next three games, I think we've got West Brom, Newcastle, and Palace. If we get nine points out of that, you know, I and and other teams drop points, you could be looking at us, you know, in ninth. Do you know what I mean? And in, in the next, in the next, in the next uh, three weeks, but then. You know, it's like, then it's kind of interchangeable, you know, between like Southampton and Chelsea and in City and West Ham and that, it's really interchangeable at the moment. And that's what, I think that's where Arsenal need to be. They need to be in that, at the moment, that interchangeable bit where, you know, if they do get and go on any run at all, they might be able to overtake. I mean, I can't see Villa staying in there. I really can't see Villa, they're in fifth at the moment. Everton, Dominic Solanke seems to, Dominic Solanke, sorry. Dominic calvert Lewin. <laughs> Seems to have turned into Dominic Solanke at the moment, <laughs> and it, um, he's not—he's not putting a ball in the net and in the same rate. And that rate was never going to continue, especially with Hamish Rodriguez falling out of the team as well um, um, through injury. So I think Arsenal have, have a chance. They have a chance to turn their season around. Um, they really do. So, I, I, but I'm going to go fifth and hope that that uh, that comes true. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I have a feeling that I just I think Man I think Man City have are going to win the league this year. I just think, I think you're right about the consistency element. Um, and also, I think the done it, been there, done it before um, thing can only really at the moment be said of um, Man City and Liverpool because you've got, obviously, Mourinho's in there who's who's won it. Um, what has he won three titles with Chelsea or more? Three, I think. Yeah, three. Um, but the Spurs team that he's managing haven't. So, you know, if you think about the nerves that come at the end of the season with trying to actually hold on to a winning position. Um, yeah, Jose might be all right with it. But, you know, all the players in that in that Spurs team, that would be a new position for them to be in if they were in with a shot at the end of the season. I think it's the same with Oli and everyone in that Man United team, like they haven't been in a, in a title winning position really before any, any of those players in that team. I think there might be a couple. Is there, I mean, is there anyone in there that, that would have won? I don't think there's De Gea Gea would have won titles with, with Ferguson.
1: uh, Pogba. Pogba
0: won
2: a world cup.
0: Yeah. Yeah, At at, at Man United. Oh, right. Um, Men though. yeah I mean there's winners in there there's like one matters won Premier League titles I'm sure um, oh, right, right. but yeah like in terms of yeah I mean yeah if they've won Premier Leagues then, then that's fine but yeah most of the United team hasn't whereas I think City and Liverpool both know what it takes to put in a full 38 game run of of, uh, of, of great results so I think it's going to go to one of those and I probably think that City it's a coin toss for me but I, I'm, I'm going to go with City Um they're defending
3: it. really well yeah they it, have they they're didn't... not conceding many yeah. really goals they just they've got to get the balance right I think if they I mean I'm not sure who's about I'm, Dan, Greg you might know a little bit more Boothoo as well but if they do go in and buy someone that will you know which, at which they usually do which will help well, of course they will the goals, yeah, 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 who do they get because I think that's key I don't think and I, and I was going to say City, but that's because I couldn't think of who they would get. And I wasn't really thinking about the transfer. I was thinking about their current squad. And If they don't bring anyone in, Aguero is too injury-prone. And mm. whoever they put there isn't consistent enough. Um, so um, if, if they go out and buy something, who do they buy? That would you know, get them 14 goals between now and the end of the season or between January and the end of the season? Who would they get? Because that's what I think they need. During the time.
2: Diego Costa's just come out <laughs> of contract, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd cause a stir in the dressing room, but... yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so it's a really good a point. Fit. It's a good point, but we can always say this about City. No matter what, they, they'll spend money somewhere. They'll find a way to spend money. Mm. Literally. I mean, yeah.
3: maybe, but I don't know if they sell that mid-season. Devala. Because I hear he's out of favour, but that's not a
0: mid-season Yeah, event. I just don't think he would get them the get them the goals. I'm just having a look who's... Uh, I mean, it's very hard to buy anyone that's having a good season already, isn't it? Without spending tons and tons of money. Yeah, uh, to know who
3: would have been good for them, but obviously he went to United, Cavani. I
0: mean, yeah. If
3: Cavani had gone to them now in the January transfer window. I think he wins in the league. I think he wins in the league. I think he plays more
0: he doesn't yeah. play only
3: bits and pieces I think mean, they play him all the time and Sterling De Bruyne, they just find him and he just gets on the end of him and wins them the league
0: um,
3: but I, I, I can't really think of anyone else who so they could get now
0: yeah I wonder if they would it's not really as much of the Man City done thing these days but I wonder if they would look within the Premier League um, players playing well at other clubs but at the end of the day if you're if you're um, you know, they're not going to sign someone like Danny Ings, but I don't know, Zaha at Palace. And you're guaranteed to... Or Also, Zaha's already had a bad experience of leaving Croydon for, for Manchester. Mm. So, you know, mm. probably write right him out of the situation. But let's say for argument's sake, um, Calvert-Lewin at Everton yeah. and Man City come in and say, right, we are, are going to offer 65 million and we'll take Calvert-Lewin. Like... Does he does he go? Does he make that, that move? Everton... I see him as
2: a city player. Yeah. I, I see I can see him <laughs> at city. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I can see that happening. Patrick my Crystal Ball. Patrick Bamford, ten goals. <laughs> yeah. Would he would he go anywhere? Where did Bamford used to was he Chelsea before? Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't I don't know. Like there's not um is is January trans? I I can never call January transfers because I think you've got to be a certain type of player with a certain type of agent uh, to actually move in January. Um, mm. And mm. most of the good January transfers I can think of um, were like pre-arranged, like a long time before January. Mm. So I think it wasn't Aguero was a January transfer, wasn't he originally? Uh, but I feel like that was a like done in the summer, and then it was like oh. Agüero is going to be arriving in January
2: for City. Ooh. Maybe um, if um if Messi with the contract stuff is that uh wait until the summer signing or is that would he leave yeah, immediately? No, nah, it
1: would be like a wait till summer, so he, he oh, can okay. agree. So he can agree the contract from today, basically. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to prevent, they so what they can do, agree the contract and then if they want to make a buy for like a small fee as well, if the club allowed it. But then yeah, most yeah. players just wait until someone to leave for free. Got you. But, uh, okay, cool. Um,
0: yeah. Do you know who one one player I think you John you said like we might there might be some players that you can think of. Um there's the guy um his Ev- is, name Everton. Like Everton yeah. uh plays for yeah. Benfica. I think he's at yeah. Benfica. Yeah, he is. Um I think he's he's one player that I would expect to see in the Premier League and obviously City seem to have a pretty good um financial dealing relationship with with Benfica these days so um, he's someone that I could see them bringing in, but he's more of a a, a winger than he is a, a striker. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only guy I could see on on the horizon, maybe um, back in the in the Premier League. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's it's tough when the Premier League is so close as well, because like leaving, say, um, like leaving Everton for anyone else in the Premier League right now is it's not necessarily a step up because like Ever- Everton are flying so high Southampton are flying so high Aston Villa are, you know there's no like oh he's going to a top six club it's just like mm. if you're in the Premier I've, League generally
2: like the, the teams are pretty big Greg you go I think there still is though I think if you're a Southampton player and United or City come knocking I think you still take that if you're I don't think, I think I think you're right in that Southampton and that's Villa. You fancy your chances if you're a player there, but I think this season's a bit of a blip. You can't. Everything will calm down, and Southampton will go back to sitting at fifteenth, and Villa yeah. fighting a relegation. I think if you're looking, if you're in a form of your life, calvert Lewin and, and you know City come knocking and say, "Oh, we'll pay you 150k a week or whatever," I think yeah. you still take that.
0: Mm. Yeah, and to be fair, I, I agree. I think the from the players' point of view, it is a a a you know yeah there's still better clubs than whatever club you're at um but do, you know we I just think we don't see many of those transfers anymore and I just, and I wonder if is that uh is that because big teams refuse to sell to other big teams is it because they can put basically an extra 10 million 15 20 million on the transfer so if if Calvert-Lewin for instance if Man City want him, what are they? What What's the figure that you you reckon they would have to pay? Because that's probably yeah. more like that's probably the more of the um the the negotiating point than what they'd pay him a week. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, think, sure. I, I think, think it would be yeah.
1: uh, sorry Greg. I, I, I think Enough. it would be about seventy five plus uh, yeah. for Dominic because Everton rejected was it seventy mil from Barcelona. Or for uh, Calvin Lewin. No, no for was Brett for Charleston. Okay. Charleston. Right. And because uh, Dominic well Dominic's doing like so much better at the moment, so I think like that they'd be like screw it, we want 70 mil to, uh mm, yeah. So I think seventy plus will take Calvert out of
2: yeah. Everton. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I think you're right. I think as well, January transfer is a little bit of an admission of look, we've prepared in the summer for this, but we need this player to get us to a point. Mm. So any if a player if a team comes in for one of your players, you can stick another ten mil, fifteen mil. Because you know that they need that player in January to get them over the edge by May. Yeah, yeah, my analysis.
0: So um, yeah, it's it's worth the investment, I guess, isn't it? If, if... what about
2: Sancho? Does does so do United do United now oh, do you know have what, more actually? of a mandate to get Sancho? Do you think?
1: I don't think so because they yeah. brought in that kid from Atlanta, of oh, course, the young winger Troy, Is that his name? Mm. They say. I see he come, he's coming in tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I know they, who you mean.
1: Yeah, the they, 18-year-old. So they're not going to spend 40 million on a kid and then what? Put on under 23s. So I think yeah. there's no chance you're to get Sancho, if I'm being honest. Do you think
0: as well, like, Harland is probably the player, we're talking about Man City and who do they buy to, re- to eventually replace Aguero? Surely Erling Harland is, is the man. You know, yeah, if, they, if, if they're happy to spend 100 million on someone I, I would think he's the man, especially with his dad being a former city player. Um, you know, he, he would have grown up in and around that, that club. I know he's a big Leeds fan. He had originally said that um, Leeds was the club that he hoped to one day play for. But um, I think surely even with Leeds in the premier league at the moment, Erling, Erling Haaland is a, is a kind of a top, top three strikers in the world kind of prospect isn't he like he's got the potential to be what Lewandowski maybe is at the moment um so yeah for me like he he seems like the natural um solution there I just don't know whether he's a Pep Guardiola player he's too physical and big and I don't know I don't know if that fits a pep system but he's fast he is fast as well um, and, you know, Pep, I, I'm sure Pep's not going to argue having a player that just, uh, that hits the hits the back of the net maybe like 70% of the time that he actually uh, pulls that trigger. So, I don't know. Can you, could you see that, Boofy? Could you see Haaland back at City?
1: Um, I feel like the Haaland one is, that whole transfer around him is a bit iffy because I know that he's got a clauses contract, which is £60 million in 2022. Um, so, I don't think he'll be leaving anytime soon, no, no matter what they offer, because Dortmund know he's a valuable asset, and they're not going to lose him until they actually have to. So, I don't think that'll happen. But I feel like City should go for someone like Griezmann, who's not having the best of times at Barcelona. Um, mm. he's, he, he's used to playing the Spanish way of tic So, I feel like that's the kind of guy they should go for, cause plus he's, cause he's like, out like form as well. He's going to cut price as well. Yeah. see myself.
0: <clears throat> yeah,
2: I think I think that two-year contract extension was for Pep. I'm saying I think that was you get messy. That's your job. <laughs> you get messy because two years isn't enough for a rebuild. It was a weird contract because we were all talk. I said and I still to some degree believe it. He could be gone in the summer. Obviously, that contract extension changes things. But two years is such a random amount of time. It's like there's a goal there, and then we'll see about it. That seems to me like. To year contract, you get Messi, and then we'll see. I don't think that's enough of a contract to say, we have faith in you, you rebuild this club. I think he's he, his. the next target is, I don't think they'll spend... They should, I agree with you, Dan, they should look at Haaland and investigate that. I don't think they spend £100 million or whatever if they can negotiate and pay a little bit to Barcelona to get Messi on a free contract in summer or something like that. I think that's the mm. main target.
0: I think Dortmund, though, as well, like, they... They've already got this. There's that like fifteen year old kid, isn't there, or sixteen year old? Oh yeah, He's yeah. Makoko, something. Macoco, yeah, Makoko, yeah. Um, who already looks like they've got a replacement in line for Harland. Um, they got Gio Rayner, They've got, you know, they've probably got the best part of like if you if you if you take in the the prices that people pay now in football, you know, probably half a billion pounds worth of talent under twenty years old in their team. Um, yeah, so I easy. think financially they're set. Who's, who's manager whose manager there now? Have they appointed oh. a new manager? I know they sacked a manager earlier like last month or something. Do, doesn't matter if we don't know but no, um, no, no, you know no, they're sure. I, I I think they're certainly in a position to sell Haaland and I don't think they'd be under any illusions that he's uh you know he's he's there to score goals, develop his game and then move on. I think it's just. <clears throat> I personally think which, who, whichever big club gets him, is gonna is is gonna be a tr- you know the true winner of whether that's twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. Yeah, football. <laughs> like, you football, win <laughs> football. He, he will. He'll, he will win. Um, you know, he'll win tournaments and he'll be a, a a great player for a long time. I think that man. Um, so whether it's uh, whether it's City or liverpool united or real madrid um that is uh that is one big transfer i guess that we've got to look out for um let's then lastly do our predictions for euro um 2021 um obviously delayed by a year um hopefully we'll all kind of go ahead um as planned i'm not sure what the actual plans are whether they've decided to do it in one country or still split it across um, all these European countries. Um, I'm going to go out there and put my prediction in as England win Euro 2021. Oh my God. Um, I want it on record that I've said it, I've predicted it. Um, Oh man. I think easily,
2: easily we can win it. Easily. We can, we won't with Gareth Southgate. (laughs) With the players we can. He's not winning a fucking thing, mate. I don't know, mate. I wouldn't... wouldn't... no way, I wouldn't give him a nod in the desert, that man. He's not winning anything. <laughs> can you imagine Gareth Southgate's statues as you come into London? I'll be so pissed. I'll be so oh, pissed. I hate that.
1: But that stupid little waistcoat as well. And now <laughs> mate, I'm not doing it, mademoiselle,
0: waistcoat. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's gonna be my prediction. Um I think we've gotta start believing. We've gotta start <laughs> believing now, December thirty first. It can happen. <laughs> Uh, let's go then with uh, Greg who do you think is going to win Euros
2: I think it'll be the team with probably the best squad depth in Europe and arguably world football I think it'll be France
0: Both.
1: I'm gonna stay true to myself and say the Dutch (sighs) I think the Netherlands have got it this year if Van Van Dyke is fit if Van Dyke is fit I'm saying the Dutch team won. it not up front not, who's up for, it's like Quincy Promise, isn't it? He's not playing, is he? Improved. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nah, man, I'm going faith in the Dutch team, man. Their youngsters are too cold.
2: Bergvine. Berg, Berg, yeah, Bergvine
1: Berg, Promise. Then I mean, we got. The pie. Um, the pie. Oh, come on, that front three is cold as hell.
2: <laughs>
1: Do you Ryan, know any Ryan other Babel. European. <laughs> <laughs> right. Frankie Diong is there. They're lit. You know, Ryan Babbel's still ball as well. That's the old guard. Van Dijk Cil- at the back. Silasen, Silasen, and, goal. and goal. I, 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 back him. I back that spot this
3: year. Roll Van Persie out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Wes <Where's> Snyder. <laughs> and Robin. Robin's still playing. Robin's still playing. So you know, came oh. out for cameo. Robin's look, gonna be playing FIFA in his fucking look, back garden. In eight months' time, yeah, when they win it, yeah, I'll be like, cool. Screen grab this. Boom. Done. Thing. i'm gonna i'm st- gonna
3: go uh portugal i was gonna go france uh, but greg said it so i'll go for different i think when we last had this conversation i think i said france but um is probably i say it is i mean he's not playing like it is but this could potentially be ronaldo's last last tournament maybe <laughs> you know potentially um and then you've got you know Jao felix and um loads of good players Bruno's. like Bruno. That's it, Bruno. That's Neto. what I was thinking of. And Neto, yeah. There's lo- well, a Wolves, Wolves squad, Wolves squad yeah. ready to go out <laughs> with Ronaldo in. Um, yeah,
0: I'm. I'm going to go Portugal. I saw um, just quickly to jump back to the Diego Costa thing. I saw um, someone stating the case yesterday for Wolves to maybe look at Diego Costa because he's a G- George Mendes client um, striker. They obviously need a striker with the. Um, Jimenez, injury um speaks fluent portuguese obviously being brazilian born um spanish raised or whatever however it went but uh yeah i do wonder if we could see diego costa back in the premier league at, M- at Molyneux, um after christmas would be, be a good sign him. I think i think you know you talk about we go all the way back to the start of the show and talking and the, the boxing chat and and characters and stuff you know surely diego costa is as much of a character as you can get within, uh, within, within football. Um, I'd like to see him back, but I don't know what his... I think his contract's been terminated for personal, like family reasons. He wanted...
2: Reasons. I think he wanted to go. That's what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, he, he It was from his side that he asked for it to be terminated. For, yeah. for what reason, I don't know, but... But whether he,
0: he is know. looking for, you know, that might suggest that he's yeah. not really looking for another club um, at this point. Um, but yeah, so we've got, we've got Portugal... Um, France the Netherlands and England um, which are probably uh, all ridiculous in uh, (laughs) in descending order there Um, but yeah I I mean yeah France France got to be the favorites Um, but yeah I do I just think you know I think England have got as much chances as as the Dutch for winning it I think we got I think we got a better squad than them
1: yeah, but we can't play together. The team
0: yeah which is Absolutely. true yeah but then they you know they're, they're managed by um frank DeBorte, DeBorte, yeah. who's just yeah. just as much of a clown um <laughs> and on that note i think we'll end um our goodbye 2020 uh podcast um oh dan yeah go do you know what
3: you should do quickly one word highlight one word highlight
0: of 2020 of 2020 oh,
3: I'll go first Arsenal right. winning the FA Cup
2: that's, that's, that's one word
1: that's, that's one word yeah <laughs> <laughs> well
0: one one sentence one
3: sentence Arsenal FA Cup win. yeah
0: mine would be then that uh, the Joe Bryan free kick at Wembley um, mm. against Brentford that was uh, that was a great moment um, so yeah pr- promotion at Wembley for Fulham I'll okay,
1: yep. cool. go next
2: yeah
1: I'm going to say a- the Ainsley making Niles penalty in the community shield they <laughs> walked
0: up the swagger. The swagger. <laughs> he is a cool customer.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh I would go uh the all or nothing Tonham Hotspur oh, it, it made me it made me fall back in love with my team.
0: <laughs> with the Spurs. Yes. All right, there we go. Uh so yeah, we'll be back. Um what is it? It's gonna be probably be the eleventh on Monday the 11th, 8 p.m. Um, we'll see you there. Um, as ever, um, thanks for hosting the show with me today, boys. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank and you, uh, thanks for everyone at home listening. Um, we'll see you next year. Bye. See
1: you later.